GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. How is everybody doing out there? It's going to be an exciting day. Thank you all for taking time out to come and join us. Come and join in some Pokemon fun. I'm Real Breaking Nate, but I am not alone here today. I have some amazing, talented people with me that are going to chat for about the next hour. So I hope you have some great questions ready. So let's go ahead. Let's get this ball rolling. Let's jump straight into it. First off, coming onto the virtual stage here at GalaxyCon, we have the voice of Ash Ketchum. She's been doing the voice for 14 years. 14 years. That's so long. Absolutely crazy. Everybody welcome the one and only Sarah Natachini. Hi, everybody. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? Good. How are you, Nate? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so good to see you. <laughs> I know. It's not like we haven't haven't talked before when we we do know each other. So, yeah. um, but I'm so glad that you could be here on this uh, on this fun Pokemon day. I mean, yeah. uh, so so what have you been up to lately? Oh boy, you know, working a lot. Thankfully, uh, mm-hmm. pandemic, um, avoiding COVID, um, hanging out with my cat Pikachu. Uh, riding boats. I'm doing like a tiny bit of influencing because I really want to support New York businesses that are struggling right now. And I don't know if they're struggling, struggling. They're an amazing business, but I've been a fan of theirs for so long. So I'm, I'm riding their boats and posting about it. <laughs> so you've become an influencer. What you're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, those things I really, really love and can't, I can't help not influence. <laughs> okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, next up coming to the virtual stage here at GalaxyCon, uh, she does the voice of Evie, fan favorite Evie, uh, Nurse Joy, Wabafet, one of my personal favorites, and one and only Erica Schroeder. Hey guys, how are you? So hey, happy to be here today. Thanks for being here and, and how are you doing? You. I'm doing well. The kids are downstairs in their PJs watching some uh, anything, any cartoon. It could be Pokemon. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Just as long as they're not bothering you, right? <laughs> yeah, I got the door locked. So <laughs> in case they want to invade during during our panel. Well, they're more than welcome to if they want to. They're that would be fun. We could have Oko pop in at some Ooh. point. That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> All right, so I already got two awesome people here in the chat. Let's uh, let's bring the three uh, next up. We have uh, uh, Bonnie, Sophocles, Bunnelby. We're talking about uh, Allison Lee Rosenfeld. Hi, so happy. Hi, Allison. How are you? Doing great. How's your day going? Oh, you know, my baby is asleep on the other side of this wall, so things are good over here. <laughs> how's uh how's life been with uh with everything going on crazy zero out of ten for uh giving birth during a pandemic don't recommend don't, don't oh, wow. um but other than that you know everybody's happy and healthy and just making it through also fortunately working a lot which is really good to be able to do it all cozy at home that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear you're safe. Everything is, is going good. I know things could be a little bit better, but it sounds like you're making the best out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we still have one more person. This is crazy. This room keeps filling up. Uh, we have the current voice director for the English dub of the Pokemon anime. Uh, also the voice of Litten and Poiple and Karina. Everybody, please welcome Lisa Ortiz. Hey, Hi, how you doing? Doing great. How you doing? Oh, you got Ooh. coffee? I, yeah, I got coffee. It's morning for me over here. I'm I'm living in you know the other dimension over here now. I'm I'm I, I feel I'm all the way on the other side of the coast from my peoples, which is good. But I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm adapting to it over here. That's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, things are good over here. I was, I'm gonna wake up with y'all here in the living room as we go through this. Um, and uh, been keeping busy during the pandemic, like everybody else, uh, directing, recording a bunch of stuff, not just for Poke, but for animation and a couple of other different things. And um, it's been pretty good. I live in my living room, like all of us now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so this is my this is my this is my commute station. Later on, I'll commute to the kitchen counter over there and start doing some serious work. Be crazy. Not that this isn't serious. It's serious. This is the hardest thing I'm doing. Coffee. <laughs> I gotta know, 
I got to know, so you're drinking coffee. What mm-hmm. type of coffee are you drinking? What, what do you recommend here? I drink, well, now that you've asked, I uh, drink Lavazza in the morning and I put nutmeg and various spices in my coffee to make it absolutely delicious. And then um, I put some hot coffee. You should all do that. And honey, it's very lovely. It'll wake you up, keep you up for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> Assuming you've had insomnia all week. That's just what I'm saying. You know, those are my, that's my thing. But I, but I recommend it. Very tasty. Honey, honey does help the voice, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If I'm, isn't that correct? Yes. Everybody, yeah. Okay. Okay. You don't want to eat, eat it directly. It'll kind of make you choke a little bit, but you got to mix it with tea or something. Or yeah. I guess some people do put it in their coffee. That would be a little strange, wouldn't it? Oh, well, oh, well it's not going to, it's not, the, the milk in the coffee is not going to help you. Oh, you, you just said you put it in there. I, I just put it in there. That's okay. You can call me strange. I'm on the other. <laughs> I Maple syrup. Have you tried yeah. maple syrup in your coffee uh, yet? That's supposed to be pretty good. Okay, so honey in my coffee is strange, but maple syrup <laughs> is okay. That's okay. I'm just making sure of the rules. It's good. <laughs> totally not weird at all, and it's delicious. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You do that? You do maple syrup in your coffee? No, honey and almond milk. Oh, yeah? Mm. Oh, yeah. just Ooh. straight, no coffee. Yeah, just just the honey. Yeah, and just honey and <laughs> remember that Put time? Put some apple cider vinegar in there and like really mix it up. Oh no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. You that would be disgusting. Ruined my coffee. That's what happened. <laughs> Ali, remember you that time? Your coffee dreams. We went. We were at your apartment and we did like the oregano oil challenge. Oh, yeah. So somebody is that because of me? Show in the winter and people were like oregano oil. It's great for you. It's going to keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. And Sarah was at my, I think it was my birthday and we were like, all right, we're going to do this. And we just did direct droplets onto our tongues. And we were all just like spitting into the sink for. Oh, you're supposed to do it under your tongue. Yeah, we, we did. We did. (laughs) You're supposed to mix it (laughs) the wrong way. No, no, no. It's mixing it is terrible. Put it under your tongue and chase with water. I'm doing it for like 13 years. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. wrong, Sarah. (laughs) I just put a drop in my tea and I put a ton of honey and a, a ginger and a little garlic. Like if I'm really, if I'm not feeling well, I never get sick, knock on wood, because oh, of that. Good. Yeah, it's amazing. Really? Yeah, yeah, I used to get bronchial infections every winter, but since mm-hmm. I've done that, I haven't had one. Wait, yeah. Oregano oil, right? Yeah. Oregano oil. I'm right yeah. now. It's amazing. I'm like Everyone, write it down. Yeah. Oregano is the best one. Oregano. Mm. Um, because it's Mediterranean oregano oil, it's like a little bit stronger. Um, but... Just put it right under your tongue and then chase it with water. I can't well, imagine putting it on the top of your tongue. You guys yeah. must have been like, ah. But also, hopefully, if wearing their mask, then we won't be getting flu or other sicknesses that normally we would get each year. I know. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we had coffee talk. With, uh, <laughs> voices of <laughs> no, it was fun. It, guys, it, it's crazy to think. The next year, we're going into the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. That, that is, it doesn't seem like it's been 25 years. Is that just me? It seems like it, it's been shorter than that, but I guess it's been 25 years, right? Look at yeah. Allie right now. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, uh, uh, Erica, you've worked on, I know I've worked on it since the beginning, just that I came in in the middle of the first season, but at some point, then oh, wow. there was a break and then it came back. There's a there's a bunch of the trainers, those are earlier trainers that I'd done, like Sabrina and Flannery and stuff like that. But I know, did, did it? It's, I started it's, in season six with Nurse Joy taking over for Megan. Gotcha. That was, well, actually, no, I, I, I played a bully first, some sort of like one-off bully character whose name escapes me, but it was really fun. And then uh, Nurse Joy, but it was, they were both in season six, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that I, that's when my Pokemon journey began. It's crazy. I can't, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been that, it feels like it was a long time. I don't remember life without this now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't. Your entire life is Pokemon now, right? I, I mean, <laughs> There's worse things that, out there that could be, but uh, so, so I'm glad that it's glad that it's Pokemon. Um, but 20, 25 years, and uh, uh, Sarah, you've been doing the voice of Ash Ketchum for 14 years. Am I correct on that? 14 years. Now. Mom and a bunch of other characters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's crazy coming in to do the voice of Ash Ketchum, and so that would have been 2006. Yeah. I mean, so did you realize like what you were getting into, like how big Pokemon was even at that time too. 
Oh, totally. I was a fan of Pokemon when I was a kid. I was like 11 years old or so when it first came out. So I was that prime age and I was watching it and I was begging my parents for Pokemon cards and they were like, you're getting one pack and that's it. And I would watch the show and loved it. And then next thing I know, I'm Ash Ketchum. Bam. Just like that. You are Ash Ketchum. 14 years. I mean, yeah. I'm the voice of Ash Ketchum. Let me be very clear. Not actually Ash Ketchum. Are you sure? Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> officially that that's the truth that's their okay. truth. this this kind of leads into an interesting question for maybe all of you like you you do character voices so much do you ever feel like times like maybe you're walking around the house or you're walking down the street do you ever feel like you're that character <laughs> do you ever like feel like you just embody that character and like wait a minute i i gotta remember i'm i'm not actually this character. I'm actually Allison. I'm actually Eric. <laughs> I can actually go pretty deep on that if you want to. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I would love, I'd love to hear it. If, if anybody has stories or something. Ash is my first like super protagonist. Like he is your quintessential protagonist, happy, tenacious, like go-getter guy, right? I, I'm a go-getter, but I was never that positive. And then I started booking more roles like that. And it became such a part of my life that I, I, I can't say one day, but like over time, I started looking at my body of work and being like, how is it that I'm playing all of these characters, but I'm not this way in real life? And it influenced my behavior and my mindset in real life because I'm like, all these people who cast me in these roles must see something that's inside of me that I don't really see myself because I have this like dark cloud over my head all the time. So I love that. Beautiful. It's helped me out of some depression. I, I do credit it with that. It's really amazing. That so is cool. beautiful. That's a good story. Thanks, man. I thought you um, were going to go completely different direction. Huh? I thought you were going to go a completely different direction with it. I thought you were going to say something bad, but that was beautiful. Oh, what? <laughs> he expects something bad out of me. Nice. <laughs> I would be happy like you, Nate. <laughs> I don't ever feel like my character necessarily or have moments where I am my character, thankfully, because... Uh, I don't know if that would be healthy, but I do feel like um, there are aspects of my characters, various characters that I play that reflect me, you know, more than other characters. Um, you know, just certain times like playing Sandy just was so joyful for me just because the character Evie Sandy, you know, it was mm -hmm. such like a joyful. And I think Lisa and I both felt that kind of together, like when we were working on it and it, it just like, I played over 50 Pokemon since the beginning and I identify with different ones of them in different ways. But like, for me, Sandy was like everything inside of me and in my heart. Um, and so playing that character felt much uh, more, I don't know, just uh, intensely joyful. So I had a deeper connection with Sandy and I think Lisa and I had an amazing time doing that together. So it was really special. That yeah, it was fun kind of getting her so, so getting it so scrappy and fun and, and just, yeah. But I love creating the Pokemon with everybody. And we've had some very, very fun ones, Erica, that yeah. made in there. Yeah, yeah so, similar to Erica that uh, I think especially with Bonnie, I, I never like got confused, like, am I this character? But definitely I felt like this like, this is this kinship with her. Like this was like mm, a sister of my own. Like we were cut from the same cloth and like how like sassy and quirky she was and how much she loved her brother and what a caretaker she was naturally. Like there were things about her that I really felt connected to. And I think that I hope it like came across in the performance, how real those things felt um, that they were able to hopefully come through in the performance. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely. And I like, I'll, piggyback on you guys too um doing I, I play talia also i play chloe's mom in this season so uh there was an episode that we had that we sat down and i think for me like having come doing the show early doing all the trainers a lot of stuff like erica said like says that are spunky that are all these different things that are all aspects of who you are and um the conversation that she has with chloe in the first set of seasons that goes down she talks about being an artist and all of that like that for me felt like very, there's been like very full circle moments, but that was very much for me from starting off being younger and, and spunky trains, which I still do to being sort of like uh, uh, more of a quirky mothery figure kind of thing, I think was a really cool, for me, that was a, that was a really 
very real, very much reflective of who I am kind of moment in the shower. It's, it's so awesome that like, you know, just listening to all these stories of how uh, playing a character can um, make you A, realize something about yourself or, or B, make you kind of break out of your shell even more, um, you know? So it's, that's really, really interesting how much a character can influence you as a person uh, mentally and, and physically. Um, so right now, obviously, with, with everything going on, pandemic, that makes it very difficult to voice characters, to do the normal routine of going to a sound booth um, or at a studio or something like that uh, and, and, and get your job done. How have you all had to redo this? Like, how, how, do, how is everything working now? We all are in our home studios. You know, we've got really fantastic or, or for some people, not ideal you know, um, home studios, trying to create, um, recreate what we would have if we were going in and we're connecting, um, you know, through various, you know, some people use Session Link Pro, some people use Source Connect, um, some people use IPDTL. There's so many different ways to connect, um, but we're all connecting and they're grabbing our sounds and um, it's kind of incredible, really, what's happened. Connection open, that one's amazing, yes. What I, I know for me, pre-pandemic, I had a USB mic and a laundry bin that my husband had lined with foam. And that was all I had. That was all I used to do like auditions at home. Because that was really all I was doing at home with like quick auditions. Um, and then come March and everything that went down, I, myself and basically everyone that I know who works within this industry stepped it up, got real professional equipment, got real professional sound treatments to their home studios or closets or, you know, whatever it was that we were able to do to continue to work in a really high quality professional setting. And not only from the voice acting standpoint, but also kind of learning how to like be an engineer in some ways, because a lot of times we'll have to be doing our own session and adjusting our gain and things that we never, I never anyway, thought about or had to worry about. Um, and now we're kind of all like Janes of all trades, <laughs> like just making it work so we can keep working, keep working professionally. I was living with my mom at the very beginning of the pandemic and, um, I had to evict her from her bedroom closet and build a very soundproof situation. Cause I was actually working on Marvel's black widow, bad blood, which is akin to a, an audio book. It was an audio drama, but it was like, per ep- it was an episodic thing, but it was basically a book and I needed absolute quiet. Otherwise I would have to stop for every little noise. So I did that in her bedroom closet. And, um, and then I moved out. I made her life hell. (laughs) It was a great tactic. I actually went through some of the videos that I've made with her. I'm like, Hey, having fun cleaning the kitchen. (laughs) Nastiest look. When I first moved out of my mom's house, she, she she cried, and I didn't want her to cry again. Aww. I lived with her for like four yeah. months. <laughs> you your mom. Your mom helped out too. She helped out with sessions. I feel like she used to come in. I also off. She was yeah, very yeah. helpful. Yeah, I couldn't. I so I couldn't open the door from the inside because they were like bifold doors, and she had to put ladders, like heavy ladders, on the door so they would stay shut, and so everything would stay soundproof. So <laughs> Anytime I like, I would forget water, or I needed more, or I forget like the the cable for the Ethernet. I would have to text her, and very often, way too often, she was a terrible assistant. And she <laughs> Come on, Mom did great. And she I'm did like, great. If I was, what if I was dying in here? What if I was fire? <laughs> I made enough coffee. I'm like, you had to move in the middle of the pandemic and had to create a whole nother studio. Yes. I had one in my old house, and yes. then we were in the middle of moving, like closing on a house. So in April, I had to move. I had two days because I was in like six different series. Nobody could go like three or four days without me. Yeah. So the first thing that got set up when we moved was my home studio. Like immediately, that was the priority. You know, kids can sleep on the floor, but mommy needs her studio. <laughs> no, I mean, I did. We did get their bed set up pretty quickly, but it was kind of crazy. Like the amount of time we had to like get that in order. It was it was nuts. 
Yeah, I, I moved into a new apartment that was being renovated. And thank God I chose this place because it has a small but still walk-in closet. And so I changed the plan and I was like, okay, we're going to build this to be a booth as well as my closet. And I, I partnered with Neumann. I partnered with Acoustamac and um, Vocal Booth to Go. And thank thank God they are coming through and I'm going to ha- have my blankets already from um, Vocal Booth to Go. And that's, I've been sitting on the floor. I don't even have a chair right now. I don't have, I don't have my, my panels yet that I need to like put my mic into a certain spot. And so I can stand. So I, I've been sitting, I've recorded this entire, all of Pokemon journeys, either in my mom's very hot death booth. That's one of the things I wanted to, I was going to say, like, with, yeah. Right. Well, I've seen, seen, I've seen her through all the iterations, knowing that she had like a sliding glass door that was closing in. I, I moved out over here. I had a, I had a studio bricks that I moved across the country with, but I came out be closer. I'm over by the studio over here. So locally with that stuff, I was set up, but it gets hot in there and you're not sure about, and, and that's the thing is like, it's not, it, it takes more time and it's not exactly like being in the studio with everybody. There's special things. I, we work now. Everybody has, you know, we have the engineer, you have the actors of there, you have everybody's pets, you know, everybody's pets. We don't <laughs> see each other like we do now, but like I've had, you know, cats walk over my keyboard. You, a- actors have to be like, you're, you're shouting in ways that you wouldn't think before. We have to wait for shrubbery and like being caught outside and like cars and, or airplanes, like weird sorts of stuff. Everybody's, everybody's cat comes into the booth at some point. It just happens. <laughs> and then everybody's cat gets bored and walks out in the <laughs> middle of tapes. So I think it was, uh, I think Jeremy had told me that her cat meowed in the middle of it and wound up making it into a show somewhere uh, <laughs> at some point. Uh, like, like as a, as a role, as a cat, played a cat. Somewhere. Oh. But, um, but, but yeah, it's fun. The thing that I, the thing that I miss is I was going back and forth. I, Cause I'm between, and I was between New York and LA before this happened. I was going out at least once a month or once every other month to work with people. Cause I missed being, I, some of the stuff I was doing remote anyway from the studio here and working live and then doing that. But it's weird to not be in the booth with, we're all used to it at this point but it's different sort of being in the room and being able to work with people and especially like new people on the show or anything like that. And, you know, personally, like we're all, we're all in like virtual land now. That's just the way we live. But Mm -hmm. I miss, you know, we know each other so well. I know it's crazy. (laughs) I think you're there. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but it's, uh, it's, that's another thing getting used to, we used to at least seeing each other or doing that and we say, Hey, we do whatever, but you, you're not, there's a, there's a seeing, seeing each other. Everybody, we make it do, everybody's great. And a lot of us know each other very well at this point, but uh, you know, it's a different, it's a different sort of thing. Well, I'm glad that you all have been able to uh, adapt to all of this going on and still able to do what you love to do. So uh, thank you for all the hard work you all been putting in to still make uh, all this happen. So um, we are actually going to jump into some fan questions. Are you all ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So this is from uh, Aaron. If you ran a Poke Gym, what type of Pokemon would you specialize in? Ghost type, maybe? That could Ooh. be fun. That'd be fun. Lots of people floating, like then there would be no, you know, germs during the pandemic because nobody would be touching anything. I don't know. I like how you're talking. I've actually did. Yeah, I'm talking about like literal gym and Pokemon gym. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not put everything out of business. 24 (laughs) fitness. Yeah, I'm a fire type. I'm a fire type trainer that's what i would want to do i mean there's a lot of other pokemon that i would love but that solely comes back to the fact that like i love incineroar and i want to ride a charizard so they would have to be in my gym so i would just have to be fire types all of that's my thing flareon is my spirit pokemon so i agree with fire types but if i had to choose something else i would say maybe steel types I feel like there's like some oh real- yeah that's it yeah very much yeah, so like being so small like i'm a very small human i feel like having some like big steelix or something would be super fun oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i could see that yes yeah. i would i would do a probably a psychic type because mm. it's just interesting to me 
psychic. Those are all good answers. I didn't expect the steel one. That was a uh, steel is very underrated. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That was a good one. All right. Uh, next question. This is from uh, Brett. How did you feel when you got hired to be a part of the show? Insane. <laughs> <laughs> It was the craziest thing ever. I didn't expect it. I cried after my audition. I thought I did so poorly and I, I'd never dubbed before. And they, t- they sat with me. I mean, I, you know, I had the right voice. So they sat with me and, you know, kind of taught me how to dub and I went home and I cried and then I got a call back and then I was like, Oh, I should practice doing this. And I practiced and then I got it. And then I practiced more and then I practiced a lot during season nine and 10. And then I started getting decent at it. And then I got really happy. <laughs> Finally, yeah. got happy. It was really, really incredible getting hired. I remember being so excited um, when I joined, which was season thirteen or fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so excited about it, but it was kind of one of those things where I would mention it to people once I was allowed to talk about it, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, cool!" Like I grew up watching Pokemon. Like yeah, that's really cool. Um, but it really wasn't until Pokemon Go came out. And there was like this renewed, like Mm -hmm. sense of almost mania about Pokemon. Oh yeah. And um, Sarah and Lisa and Haven and Mike, a few of our other cast members, we did a a con, we did Otacon Mm -hmm. and oh my God, it was like we were rock stars walking into the room. All these kids like just, just screaming, we look mystic or whatever team they were on Pokemon Go. (laughs) It It really wasn't until then that I was like, oh wow, this is this huge awesome thing that I get to be a part of and that's really cool I had a big shoes to fill when Megan Hollingshead moved to Los Angeles and I got her part here's an interesting story I actually auditioned for her other part like around the same time my valentine but I wasn't told why you know, or I didn't know it was the same voice actress. I didn't know she was moving to the West Coast. I didn't know anything. So I just happened to audition for both of those in the same week and then happened to get both of those. So there must be a similarity between Megan and I in some way. And we've recently connected when um, Allie and she and I and the Nurse Joys did the um, fundraiser and Chris helped us do that. Um, And it was amazing. And getting to know her through that was so incredible because like, I didn't really know her and like, I absolutely adore the woman. So it's just She's made awesome. it even. Yeah. I remember like Lisa and her are close and I always be like, I don't know her. I'd like, I'd love to know her. And so it was just such a beautiful experience to like get to know her so many years later, but um, it was, it was a special, it was a special time. And um, it was of course an honor to, to take over for such an iconic role and, and such a wonderful voice actress. So that was my experience. See, this is, I'm, I'm the one person on here who has a weirdly different experience because when I started, we didn't really know what it was. It was Mm -hmm. a show that was just happening. Um, and uh, it was a cool show. It was, and I had been doing anime at the time. I had been doing Slayers. I was working on Sonic X. I was doing a couple of different things. And so we joined the cast of the show. And, um, I remember that it was in the beginning, I remember doing the first Pokemon movie and coming into the premiere and it was a big deal doing that, but we didn't think it was going to, you, you couldn't conceive anime was just starting to sort of show up in this country. And this was just a regular Sunday, you know, a Saturday morning show. And that was cool for me as one of the first things that I was doing. Cause I was still, start, I, had, I still started doing all this stuff while I was, I was in school and, um, but, and going to that first premiere. So we didn't know that it was going to still be here this much later getting a chance to not just so i you continued continued working on the show through that it went in and out in different iterations different seasons in and out and um getting a chance to walk on and direct this project that i had been on for such a long time i started off as a second director i started off i was doing some production and doing things and i was you know we had the main director i came and did that and then eventually coming and taking over that for me was a huge thing because that was a chance to kind of give back and be a part of something that had sort of started my career and what I had done so many years before. So it's, it's really, and it's very crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it was a weird thing, but we didn't, we didn't know, we didn't know where it was going to, if you had asked me when I first walked in and I I thought, you know, I thought I'm working on a cool project. 
never would you guess that, you know, 20, 23 years later, 23, 24, however long it would still be here. It was crazy. Like as a, as a, as a young kid starting out was a weird thing to like step in on. So this, and when, but I'll second what Ali said, it went crazy again when Pokemon Go came out. And I remember walking out of the studio and not only were we doing stuff, we had some of the cast members, we had our professor Kukui went down, people were hanging out at like, um, the soup place, the place that was, you know, like in, in Seinfeld is like the soup Nazi. He's downstairs from the old studio in New York. Oh, yeah. And there used to be a gang of people over there all the time playing Pokemon Go, trying to get people to come into the gym. And I remember um, Abe, who plays Kakui, walking past and being like, I just told those kids, hey, guess what? You're playing Pokemon Go? I'm Kakui. And they were like, yeah, sure you are. Like, they did not <laughs> one bit. But I, you could not go at that point in time. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't walk outside. You would work all day, do that. We had the gym that was in the studio that people would play on there that everybody played. And then if I went, if you went to lunch, people were playing it behind you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I, I even went to Mexico and you saw stuff in the street. So it's a, it's a crazy thing to kind of be part of. It's fun. Yeah, I know. And it, it's just, it's just going to keep getting bigger from here on out. I mean, you know, like I said earlier with the 25th anniversary, right around the corner, um, you know, we're even kind of going through um, a little bit of a, a resurgence again. Uh, of Pokemon, especially with Pokemon cards right now, people, people are just like, they're getting back into it. And they're like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot that Pokemon's still around and they're going back to their childhood and digging out all their old toys and cards and stuff. And so it's, it's great to see such a, a strong, strong, lovable brand still be around. Um, we have a guest. We have a, we have a, we have a guest popping in guys. What? Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the voice of go hi, hi what's, what's going on oh my gosh. congratulations <laughs> should i spill these beans or do you want to spill them go for it. yeah uh zeno is now not only the voice of go and a million other things but he is going to be on animaniacs what is the character called? I put it in the chat. Yeah, so his name is uh, J-Pac Late East, the rapper, and he's, he's pretty much an amalgamation of every mainstream rapper we've had within the past oh however many years. Um, this is like a dream role. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Cool. The, the interesting thing about that, um, the cool story around that is, like, I met Jess Harnell at the I Know That Voice premiere. And he told me, he's like, next time I see you, it'll be at a session. And the next time I saw him was at our Animaniac session. So oh my that was God. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's really that cool. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. How long ago was that? That was like in 2019. I still had my dreads. So it was, well, it was a while ago. Actually, yeah. doing J-Pac was, I think, before I was Go. So um, it's very oh, wow. interesting awesome. the way the two things work. Yeah, yeah because that Prelay means- takes a lot longer. So that mm-hmm. makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank Congratulations. you. Yeah. It's been cool being in the wings, like listening to all these cool, all the cool Pokemon stories. Some I've heard before, though. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Do you know when uh, when your episodes are going to air? They're out. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's all on Hulu. So um, episode seven, I think, is like the, the, la- the latter half, because I think they're all like, the 11-minute segment, so, like, the latter half of episode seven is um, where you'll find j So, So wait to check it out. Yeah. So So excited. Congratulations. Good to see you. Good to see you all. Good Good to see you. My Pokemon fam. It's good to see you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When we do a con, we have to do it together. Yes. Of course. It's not too big for us. Absolutely. (laughs) But so lovely to see you all. Um, and yeah, I, I got to take off, but I, I love you all and um, have a good one. Have a good rest of the con. Thank you. Thank you. Good Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. That was fun. That was fun. That's crazy. That was awesome. See, even virtually, you never know what's going to happen. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> little cameos. Right? That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, so good. I mean, oh. How do we continue after that? I guess we'll try. <laughs> I guess. All right. Let's get to the next uh, fan question. This is from Luke. Any tips for newcomers about staying in character when you perform? Good question. There's so many things I could say. Your director is your best friend. 
Lisa, in, in this case, is our best friend. She keeps us, you know, if we are trying out a new character and we're a little bit off vocally, usually we'll know, but sometimes we mm -hmm. don't. Sometimes she does because she hears us more. So um, you always trust and listen to your director. You have references. Um, your audition reference is always good because you don't have pulls usually from the show, but you can always go back to your audition reference. Um and also memorize the placement and how it feels inside mm -hmm. of you. Is it is it resonating from here? Is it resonating from here? Um, is there texture? Is there no texture? Is it forward in the mask? Um, so the understanding how your voice works and your body works and your diaphragm works, less air, more air, those things can really help um, keep your voice in place for a particular character. But also sometimes there's an evolution of the character voice. Like the example I love is, if you go back and listen to early episodes of The Simpsons, <gasps> the characters sound super different than yes! mm -hmm. what art sounds like, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's true in any situation sometimes um, when you're developing a character that you may think it's really, really nasal, but over time that sort of goes away and it becomes more, you know, it, it just, it can just evolve. Um, and so and that, to piggyback off Verga, it's totally a collaboration between you and the director to figure out where it really sits, where it really lands, and also what's sustainable for your voice. Like, a yeah, that's, you do that's not going to injure yourself or that you're just, you can only do it for 45 minutes. And then you're like, well, I'm spent and I can't do anything else for a week because I just like, you know, screamed for uh, three hours and it was harmful to my vocal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dance, it's a balance, but um, you, you eventually find the pocket and it's easier, I think, in a series because you have more time to really find the character and, and really dig into where it lands as opposed to when you're doing a, a movie where it's just like, oh, I did it once and that was it. And I, I hope that was what it is. <laughs> yeah, I practice before a movie. I'm like, I really don't want to look back on this movie that's going to live forever and be like, why did I do that? That was not right. <laughs> but in a series, yeah, you grow. I mean, my ash has changed, I would say. It's definitely, it's more... It's uh, he's more my own. I think he's matured a little bit. I think that's mm -hmm. something that yeah. also agreed with. Um, yeah, for me, it's really in the body, especially with a character that's not Ash. I'm so used to Ash. It's hard to describe like how I do it. Um, but with a new character, I really put it kind of in the body. If it, if I see a character and he kind of stands like this, I kind of just stand like that and, and everything kind of muscle memory. It all comes back to me like how I made him sound, you know? So muscle memory. Totally. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that that's, that's huge. What she's saying what everybody's talking about putting it in the body, which people don't like people think of this as the voice and they don't realize how much the body has to do with things. A lot of times people set uh, your character voices in your body in physical, like there's characters that I have, like, you know, that I'll talk about that if I go into a certain body position, the voice will come back and I know that it matches because you're, you're set there. But just, I would say like staying in characters, keeping yourself on there, but yeah, make sure that you pick stuff like Ali said that you can sustain and um, that, you know, you're not going to kill your voice. And, you know, like, like Erica said, just make sure you can recreate it. Cause sometimes you'll throw, you'll put something in there. And if you have a, if you have a solid way of locking it into yourself, then you'll always come back to it. And then how it grows from there is going to be, is going to be what happens, you know, throughout the yeah. course of a couple of seasons. Those are all good tips. So you have to be the character, not like you said, not just the voice, but you really have to be the character, the entire body, just get into it. And the of. facial expression, the eyebrows, what are your eyebrows doing? You know, yeah. you don't realize it until you look in a mirror sometimes and you're like, when I'm an old lady, you know, I, 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 I have this kind of voice, you know, I can't do the, the voice without the facial expression. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's impossible almost. I mean, you're transforming, you know, we all yeah. are experts at transformation, you know, mm -hmm. and doing our close, close to home characters too. It's like tapping into yourself a little bit more. So. Guys, there's one more special guest appearance. Is it okay if he makes? Yes. Did he just know? Hey, honey. Just in case anybody. Uh, oh, I was hoping we get to see him. Oh, he wanted to see you. Oh, he wakes Judy. up happy, huh? Did you wake up Jess? No, I mean, I did. <laughs> That's oh, all. my God. Say hi quickly. Okay. Say bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye
<laughs> he doesn't want to go. Look, he likes the camera. Uh oh. Guys, uh oh, Valley. Uh oh. I know. I'm in trouble. You see him? He was like, Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Scar. Uh. That was the best cameo ever. <laughs> right? All right. That was, uh, that was a good question from uh, from Luke. Let's move on to the next one uh, from Aaron. Which Pokemon character would you want to bring to Disney World with you? I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so much fun. I could think about this all day, but I guess I'll say Wobbuffet so we could get into some trouble. Oh, yes. Wobbuffet. I love Wobbuffet. <laughs> I, I would ride it. Mew. I would ride Mew into into the sunset at Disney oh, World. Oh yes! Oh, beautiful. I, I just think Bonnie would have so much fun in Disney World. Oh, <laughs> a human, oh, a human counts. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Or does it have to be a, a? I mean, I can say. Oh, it does say character. Yeah, yes, character. Character. You can, okay. Yeah. Well then. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of like people. There's a lot of people. Just bring a whole group. Bring like oh, the whole yeah. season of the over there. But I would also bring Ludicolo as my Pokemon guest because I feel like Ludicolo would dance a lot and it would be really fun. <laughs> That's that was a fun question. That was fun yeah. Question. Let's move on to the next one. Um, hopefully I say this name correctly. I apologize if I if I say it incorrectly. Um, Jemiasen, uh, how has voice acting changed your life? kept me acting which is awesome because it's all yeah. i ever wanted to do i mean especially in this pandemic i mean now there are some things that are filming but theater is done for the foreseeable future and i know erica has a background in theater as well lisa all of us actually have a background yeah. in theater as well and it i feel extremely fortunate that i've been able to not only keep working but keep acting through all of this. Um, so, you know, it changed my life in that I was able to make a living as an actor. And and now I feel that even more so how fortunate I feel to be able to sustain a living as an actor during this time when so many people are not as fortunate to have that position. We're very what happy. Allie said. Yeah. And I feel for the theater community so bad right now. Yeah. I feel for my friends who were in their Broadway shows and they ended or were about to start a Broadway show and it never got to fruition. That's really painful. But um, no, I'll, I'll just say what Ali said sounds good. <laughs> There's so many ways that voice acting changed my life, but um, those are really, really good points. Um, and this, yeah. like this kind of stuff, it's given us access to so many wonderful people and, and let us actually, I don't want to say influence, but like inspire a lot of people. I get so many beautiful fan messages like that I've inspired people to get into acting and to get into voice acting and to go for the gold, you know, especially with the character that I play. And I very much agree with that message to, to be the best, the very best. Um, and I, you know, I say that, yeah. that like no one. You know, that's it's given me a reason to talk to young people like that and hopefully inspire them, you know, lift them out of whatever depression they have. That that's been a real beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think also voice acting more than anything else gives you a chance to play and do roles that you might not normally have been able to do just in just when you show up. So you get a chance to play different types of things, different types of age, different types of people and getting the chance not to just do that. But for me also giving other people the opportunity to do that has been a huge thing. Yeah. You get to give presents out like all the time. You're like, like the beautiful, beautiful (laughs) young, young Santa Claus, the beautiful Santa Claus's daughter. <laughs> you get to give out the gifts. I like that. Santa's daughter. I don't know why. Oh I yeah, that Santa way, baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is. It's cool. It's fun, and, and that I think. Um, I don't think when I started that I that it I knew it would be such a big part of my career either, or dealing you know with all that stuff. But having that part is fun, and especially now, like like you said, like getting to work and getting other people to work during this time. It's very cool. Did you did you all set out to be in in the acting field 
of, of some sort, you know, when you were younger? Or is this something that you all just kind of stumbled upon at some point? My parents say I came out of the womb singing. So I, it was never a question for me to the point that I look back now and I'm like, I probably should have had a plan B, <laughs> but I didn't. No, I'm the same as Allie just came out. My parents said I came out of the womb dancing. I was a dancer, singer, actor, you know, love Shirley Temple reruns and stuff like that. And just super into it. Always. I told my parents when I was seven, I think I want to be on Broadway and I want to be the voice of a cartoon and then there was a third one, which is I wanted to be on. Um, well, this one came later. I said I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. But then when Mad TV came out, I was like, Mad TV, um, because I love to play extreme characters. I've loved to do that since I was little. I mean, I was five years old. And what did I want to be for Halloween? An old woman. I wanted to be an old woman <laughs> since I was five. And people were like, hmm, when I auditioned for the Shakespeare play when I was 14, I auditioned with the monologue from Driving Miss Daisy. She was 101. And my drama director was like, hmm, interesting choice. But then he made me, he, you know, I got to understudy Mistress quickly. And then on Broadway, I got to understudy um, Gina Farrell and play a 65-year-old woman who dies on stage. And I got to go on for her. So it's like, if, if your parents, like Ali's parents, never said you can't, then you don't understand that word. And you will just try, 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 try until you get there. Mm -hmm. And that's like what I think good parenting does that. Good parenting says, do it. You know, I have people come to me in their 30s, 40s and 50s and they're like, I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor and I wanted to be an actor. And it just like breaks my heart because yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, their parents said, don't do that, do this. And guess what parents, you can't change them. You can't yeah. change a person as much as you want to put yourself on them. You can't do it because they're going to come back when they're 30, 40, 50. They're going to be mad at you and they're going to do what they want to do. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm passionate about this. I completely agree. We have very similar stories, so I don't even want to repeat it. But I um, I was a rhythmic gymnast for most of my childhood and then uh, I quit. Oh, and I was like forgetting that. And my mom was like my both my parents were like, you are not sitting around doing nothing. And they asked me if I wanted to go to acting school. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I learned that I was good at it and that I loved it and I, like was obsessed with it. And, um, but I, I grew up not being allowed to watch TV. There were, I was allowed to watch like really inappropriate movies. Like I grew up on a fish called Wanda and Bullworth and the birdcage and like all these movies that I didn't really understand and, and watching SNL. And I wanted to be on SNL. I remember that part of everything. I wanted to do comedy. I studied at UCB and did all this improv. And yeah, well, it's, it's a long story. We don't even have time for So yeah, no, yeah we I'll all just, came, we all came from acting. Lisa, please. Right. You know, I'll just pop on. Like I, I did, I, I went to theater school, but I was not, this was not something that I was encouraged to do when I was young. Um, I did come out singing and I sang out and I was one of those people and I wrote, I did a lot of things and we were very much like um, working class, you know, Latin family coming in and the whole thing was like, this isn't going to pay your bills, you know? So it was very much like I went and I did some things, I did shows. And um, if you wrote, they're like, well, become a journalist, become something else. If you're going to do this, become a doctor, do something else. If you're going to, you're going to do that, give speeches, do something else, like be something else. And, um, but I still went out and I did, and I did a lot of the stuff that, you know, and I took, I put myself through college. I put myself through all the classes that I did. I started my things. The fact that I started doing this was in, to me, kind of a little divine intervention. I bumped into a friend while I was in school doing it, who was happened to be at the time when it was going, looking for people to, I had no idea how to do it. I had no idea how to go about it. I was just studying in school and I was holding down, which I held down for most of the time, uh, 48, 40 hour week jobs through the most of my career. I did that. I would do auditions during the day and then I would work 40 hours a week. Um, and because I was, I didn't know this was something that you could do and be successful and have a career. So the fact that I'm doing that this this much time later, to me was a big thing, but so it was really, this was like a magical kind of thing. We used to do like tapes and stories and we used to make characters and stuff, but it took me a long time to realize that this was an actual real job. And uh, so it's, it's a very, it's a very different thing. So I do tell people to do that, but I also am aware that a lot of people are also trying to, it's, it's a very spotty kind of business. 
So the fact that the people who are here are still doing it for so long that the people who you see keep doing it and are able to support themselves on it is a huge, is a huge thing. So uh, it is, it's great. It's fun. It's awesome. But it's also, I think a lot of work and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of not just believing within yourself, but having the opportunity to be able to do that. I always, I, I'm very much like the, um, uh, I'm like the chorus line girl. <laughs> you know well you you all are living your dream right now and that truly is inspirational so anybody that's watching i mean you know you can you can make it happen um we are going to have to wrap up things uh but i want to thank you all for taking time out of your day out of your busy schedules i know you got a lot of things to do Uh oh sarah has left us oh i know i think i know why Uh uh-oh Last cameo, last cameo. Last cameo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Pikachu, he's my son and my boyfriend and my brother. <laughs> Hi, Pikachu. And your Pokemon. And my Pokemon. And your po- That's so fitting. He's always that you so chill. That cat is just no. like, never will leave. It's just like, I like being here. He's a rescue from the street. Look at so just like chill. He's a good boy. And now he's living the perfect life. Perfect. Perfect transition. Perfect ending. You're done. Okay, bye. Uh, Don't forget, everybody, that there are uh, live (laughs) one-on-one chats and personalized autographs on sale right now at galaxycon.com. Once again, I want to thank you all for being here. Would you all like to plug your social media so everybody can go out there and follow you and stay up to date on everything that you're doing? Yeah. I'm at Sarah Natacheni and on, on everything. Instagram is where I'm most active. Twitter, I tweet sometimes. Uh, TikTok, I'm doing that. Uh, whatever else. Twitch. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitch, Sarah Natacheni Official. We have something very special planned for the end of December. So follow me on social media. Yeah. If you're a Pokemon fan, you're not going to want to miss this. I'm so excited to <laughs> present something very, very fun during a very difficult year and holiday season. Oh, uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm on uh, Instagram, Erica Schroeder, voice actress on there. And then also have a fan page on Facebook, just Erica Schroeder. I'm not on Twitter because I just don't like all the negativity. (laughs) But mostly I'm most active on the Instagram page, which is Erica Schroeder, voice actress. So that's where you can find me. Allie? Twitter, I'm at Allison Rosenfeld. And then on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, I am at Allison Lee Rosenfeld super active on all of it uh a lot of times i have a sleeping baby on me so i'm i'm on there so <laughs> come find me come hang and uh i'm at lisa lease jam l-i-s-e jam on twitter and lisa cult jelly on instagram um you can find me on facebook also i'm um, i'm on there a bunch i go into depending on how busy work is i pop on and pop off but um you can find me on there and um be cool Everybody, make sure you go follow them. Thank you all for being here. Once again, those uh, live one-on-one chats and personalized autographs are on sale at galaxycon.com. Love you all. I appreciate everything that you do. I love Pokemon so, so very much. So This is a very special moment for me. So uh, you all have such a wonderful day. And uh, everybody out there, thank you for watching. Bye. Thank you, Nate.